Hello and welcome to this week's edition of BPM Pod. Uh, what's coming up on today's episode? We're going to do the fact or fiction to kick off in a minute. We're going to talk about what we've been listening to. I've got a riff that I cannot identify at all. The previous riff I played is still unidentifiable. See previous episode. And then we'll do the Desert Island playlist. Plus, our special guest this week is the wonderful Noir Yon, who has now got his new singer-songwriter shoegaze melancholic folk project called Sea Color. And he's recording a bunch of new music, and he released a new song a little while ago. So he's here to talk about that. But first, Chris, welcome properly now. Thank you very much. Hello. (laughs) And I'm going to kick you off straight away with fact or fiction. All right, hit me. Baby, one more time. Fact or fiction. Fact or fiction. Right, today, I hope you haven't checked the rest of the script, because if you scroll down, is you there will a see script? the answer. There is a script oh, right. in the folder. If you sc- don't go there, don't. Because if you scroll down, you will see the answers, and I don't want you to see the answers. Oh no! Uh, okay. So, so uh, fact or fiction this week is musical riders. Oh right, cool. As in, you know, you know the whole thing where artists demand the most mm-hmm. ridiculous things and blah 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 blah. So this time, it's kind of a twist on fact or fiction, in that I'm going to read you a rider, and. Mm-hmm. You have to say if that's true or not. Some of them I'm going to give you a hint on what the band is or even tell you what the band is. Some of them not. So you can get a bonus point if you can at least guess the band cool. by their rider, which is very difficult. <laughs> there but aren't that I many th- bands. I think I'll be fine. <laughs> I think you're going to get some of them, actually. So cool. one, is it real? And two, who are the band? I'll ask you who the band are if it's missing. Okay, so this first one. I'd like to know who the band are. And first of all, if their rider sounds plausible or not. So the rider, the thing that they request before gigs are 48 towels, a bag of Werther's Originals toffees, and a gas lighter that is not green or child safe. That doesn't sound so uh, too weird. So I think, yeah, that's a real one. So it is a real one. Well done. So yeah. you're on, on to a point. And I've not told you who the artist is. Let's see if you can guess before we go there. It's a 60s surf rock band. Let's put it that way. Okay. I was, I was, because my first uh, thought was 48 towels. So maybe there are multiple band members. So everyone has, I don't know, six or eight or whatever. So I think they're four piece band. 60s surf rock band. Surf is your big clue. Okay. So I basically only know the Beach Boys. It is the Beach Boys. All right. The Beach Boys rider is toffees, towels, and a lighter that is not green nor child safe. Why? I have no clue. Okay. (laughs) There has to be a cool story behind that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Well done. Two out of two. Yeah. Nice. There's eight of these. You got a little while. So, this is one of the biggest female pop stars ever, ever, just in the history of music. Madonna. Probably... Well done. Straight up. Madonna. <laughs> and she requests a brand new bathroom at every venue she plays at. So a fully renovated brand new bathroom that no one's ever used. Is that fact or fiction? 
I think I might have heard something like that. So I'm guessing, yeah, it's true. Oh, hey, is it? Uh, yeah, I Come think. Come on. Yeah, I give your answer. So. Yeah, yeah. It's false, but not too far away from the truth. She actually requests a newly installed toilet. Uh, everyone, not a oh, whole bunch. Right. Okay. She wants to be the first, only, and last person to have taken a shit on that toilet. <laughs> I I mean I get it kind of, <laughs> especially in in COVID times. Like you want to be sanitary, right? But I don't get it at all. <laughs> like I really don't. No, get I it. mean I mean I can I can kind I. I can kind of understand where she comes from, but do I find it dumb? Y yeah. <laughs> so half points on that one. Okay, cool. still good, good, good going. This is the most famous one that kicked all of these legends off. Now, if you can tell me who this band are, because you might remember it. Van but Hayen. it's a band. There we go. You're good. You're too good at this. <laughs> it's M&Ms, and, and yes, it's and true. And they always recorded, yes, exactly, a bowl of M&Ms with all the brown ones taken out. And you and know, you know why. why. Yeah, go on. Go, you go first. <laughs> because they had uh, so many issues with uh, venues and managements who didn't uh, probably read their riders that they, I think, encountered technical issues or, or safety issues. And like people were actually endangered uh, because nobody 100%. gave... 100%. Yeah, You're absolutely correct. And then and they were like, "We add this stupid rule to the riders. So whenever we find M and M's, brown M and M's or whatever it was in our bowl of M and M's, we know they haven't probably probably read the rider. So I think they cancelled shows right on the spot, right? Whenever they saw like the the, the wrong M and M's in their bowls. Yeah, you are hundred percent correct. You yeah. got to get bonus points for being almost word for word spot on. Yeah. It, it is because their stage show was deemed to be quite complex, not just with the um, actual instruments and electronics, but pyrotechnics. <laughs> I mean, they fly around the stage and all of this stuff. So it is borderline dangerous. Yeah. So they wanted to check that people actually read the fucking manual. Um, before Which is went. understandable, right? I'd... Yeah. So people thought it was them being divas, and it really wasn't. They we're just sort of tricking you yeah how do how about we not die <laughs> yeah so no and i think that's actually cool and understandable that one so uh, yeah yeah sounds bizarre but when you hear the reason it's actually not that strange yeah um led zeppelin this time so you already know the act but is this rider their rider or not an iron in board and an iron fact or fiction i i mean that yeah, yeah, fact. It is. That's the only thing they ever requested because they wanted to iron their shirts before they played. <laughs> That's it. That's nice. <laughs> Isn't that so wholesome? It's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Led Zepp. You think oh. they're going to like order oh. hookers and stuff? And yeah, Jimmy Page's like, I want to look good for those drunk bastards <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most boring... <laughs> okay. So that's true. Cool, you're good at this. This time, Prince, Ooh. Uh, and his rider is as follows. It's this fact or fiction. He <coughs> wanted all items in the dressing room to be covered with clear plastic, which must not be removed unless by Prince himself. Man, I don't know much about Prince, uh, but I, I want to say it's true just because he seem, seems to be so weird. Seem, well, he was Man, you are so good at this. This oh, week. 
Really? That cool. is 100% true. He didn't like that anything in his dressing room would have been touched by anyone previously. So he requests that it's cleaned and they put a little plastic film over it. And then as he needs it, he will take the film off. Wow. I've... Germaphobe, that is. That's uh, right, another level. Right. I mean, it almost made me sad. I was like, that's uh, another yeah. level of sort of OCD there, right? To live in constant fear of getting sick, it's just, dude. Yeah. Well, you're really good at this. You've only got half a point wrong so far. This next one's slightly harder, so oh, you're gonna have to guess the. You're gonna have to guess the band, and if it's fact or fiction. So, an unnamed hard rock band is the uh, the band, and they demanded a schedule for the local netball team. A grenade launcher, and a pet lion. <laughs> I, I, I want to say I've heard this one before. I think it's it's a real one. It's not real, unfortunately, but oh. it is not that far away from what you probably have heard. But do you want to guess what the band is? Mm -hmm. Maybe the Stones, the Rolling Stones. No. Uh, Motley Crue. All right, <laughs> but, of course. Uh, um, and uh, they have requested something almost <coughs> as stupid. They want a schedule for the local Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. Right. Yeah. A, a submachine gun <laughs> and a 12-foot-long boa constrictor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if they ever got this. But... That's awesome. Okay, two more to go. This cool. unnamed legend, that's the best way to describe this person, an absolute legend, um, one of the best singer-songwriters and pop stars, rock stars ever, um, maybe even the best, really, if we're thinking in terms of influence. He would request uh, vegetarian dining, that might give it away a bit, and a leafy plant six foot high and a leafy plant that's four foot high. Is that fact or fiction? To vegetarian food and a six foot high and a four foot high plant. Sounds reasonable. So I think that's uh, true. It's true to a degree. Okay. He actually wanted vegetarian dining, 19 six foot high plants, <laughs> and four leafy four foot tall plants. Okay. And would refuse to play if he didn't have them. And that is Sir Paul McCartney. Oh, I was going to guess Elton John. Ah, well, same ballpark, to be fair. Yeah, like, yeah. So, no, so Paul McCartney likes 23 plants in his room, 19 are six foot tall, four are four. Why? Just, I mean, <laughs> why? I don't get it. What are you gaining from this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get if someone's like, oh, I want to have some, like, plants in my, in my dressing room, I like those specific numbers, Ugh. it's it's kind of weird the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and your last one, very last one. It's a modern pop icon, I would say. Uh, very modern, sort of two thousand tens onwards. Like she's oh. um, she's pretty good now. Actually, behind this uh, one is um, well, it kind of gives it away now, but she wants specific drivers who follow specific directions and only park in specific spots around huh? the venue. Is that true or false? Or like fact or fiction? Oh, I'm completely lost. I don't... I No, that's false. 
It's true. Um, and it is Katy Perry, uh-huh. who is afraid of being in cars, apparently. Okay. Or afraid of um, being late and really logistically likes to plan everything ahead of her gig. So she only wants specific drivers to drive her to the venue who follow her directions and park in specific spots near the venue so she can time everything out and feel very safe. Okay. Also understandable, but still weird. (laughs) Exactly. Weird, but I get it. And it's another one like the Prince one where it makes me feel a little bit like... It's like the Family Guy clip with Lionel Richie. Who hurt you? Yeah. Who hurt you, Lionel? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, Lionel. You have been hurt. You have been hurt by somebody. That much is clear. Who hurt you? Who hurt you? Who hurt you? Who hurt you? Still, Chris, you did good. I think it was a total of something like 15 points and you got 12. Cool. So That's good. A, that was good. Well done. On a scale of toothpick to fairy, you got box. <laughs> I like box. I like lamp. <laughs> anyway, that's fact or fiction this week. Cool. So what have we been that listening to? What have we been listening to? Me? Um, Go for it. I, I haven't been listening to a lot of music these these last weeks, but I got into Childish Gambino. You heard Oh, him. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been pretty late to the Donald Glover game. I just, a couple of months ago, watched Community for the first time mm. on Netflix and fell, of course, in love with it. How can you not love this show? I've still not watched it, by the way. I just know it's very good. Oh, yeah, you should definitely, especially seasons two and three are just, you can't help but to like, because it's so, I think if there, if the word matters in the dictionary, like, that's the show. Community is so meta and it's so ahead of its time. Like, it's a Dan Harmon show, right? And you, especially if you watch Rick and Morty first and then watch Community, you're like, oh, right. So he did that before <laughs> in another kind of way. So yeah, pretty cool. And and that's where I uh, yeah uh, met, quote-unquote, Donald Glover for the first time in his work. And yeah, I started to listen to his music. And it's, it's weird, but also cool. Like, he has a very interesting style. Dude doesn't give a fuck about anything, I think. He's just like... like in, uh, in, just I want to do I, I'll do what I want to do and if someone likes it that's good if not I don't give a crap and cool stuff uh, pretty like uh, often like reference to references to lifestyle as a black person which bless you <laughs> which of course I I can't I, I cannot relate to. Uh, but 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 I find very interesting to to learn about through media, through music, through pop music, uh, through his work. He has a he has another show on TV, uh, which I hear is super awesome. What's this? hang on TV show Atlanta? Have you heard of this? Never heard of it. 
uh, I think it's on Disney Plus, and it's uh, like uh, again with the the life uh, for a black person in a racist neighborhood. I think, but it, I I hear that it's super trippy and like, um, what's the right word? Um, um, surreal and everything. Mm, so, mm. so yeah, he I think he's a cool cool dude, uh, and his music is just something i cannot listen to like a lot and for a long time but just to freshen things up and to freshen my hearing up it's yeah it's something else just yeah so childish gambino has been on my on my playlist this last week Nice. Anything else you've been listening to? You've been working on your whole uh, wrestling tune still, right? So I guess you've been uh, going over that in your head a lot, composing stuff. Yeah, uh, because the dude wants some uh, black metal Is this the melodic stuff? sort of black metal kind right. of thing? Right, right. So I've been listening to this stuff <laughs> a lot for reference. And yeah, even though I'm not that much of a metalhead anymore, I still get it, I think. <laughs> I've sent my, my first... Um, drafts of the song to to my band and uh they were like yep this sounds like something you could walk uh onto a ring to so i think i got it (laughs) what about you what about me um, I found myself this week listening to Future Islands a lot, um, who I'd forgotten about completely, but they do a bunch of good stuff. You know them, right? Future Islands? Yeah, we talked about them, right? Haven't yeah, we? we talked about them before. I'm pretty sure we have. Yeah. yeah. But new stuff I've been listening to. It's brand new. Angel Orson, who I like, has had a new EP out uh, called Isles. I like Angel Orson a lot. Uh, very kind of cool singer-songwriter. Um, bit psychedelic and ambient. I really like her a lot. She did a song that we talked about a few weeks back with someone called Sharon Van Etten, and it was this 80s kind of pop track, a bit ABBA sounding. And now she's done a whole EP of her versions of famous 80s songs, and it's a bit crap. Um, <laughs> well, that's anticlimactic. <laughs> so I like to hear like reworkings of stuff, and it sounds very much like it should be in the show Twin Peaks. Ooh. Um, a bit kind of off. Everything's a little off and creepy. Um, but but it just isn't good. Like once you've heard one, you've kind of heard the other six. You're like, oh, uh. and so I just thought with stuff like "Forever Young," the song, you know, I wanna be forever young. Yeah, also you it's live forever. German blah, blah, blah. band. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. And I thought she'd like do a bit more of an inventive cover of that, for example. Yeah, but it's just kind of, mm, yeah, it's alright. It gets a bit tiring and. Yeah, I yeah but, was, but this song has been played to death by now. Yeah, exa- I wonder if she picked... That's what I was thinking. I wonder if she picked two popular songs Yeah, that I've heard covered thousands of times, so I don't care anymore. Like Gloria is on there, if you know Gloria from the 80s. Mm. Gloria, 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 that one. Anyway, and it's just like, I don't know. I've heard this a hundred times. Like, I'm not... So yeah, I listened to that, but it was kind of meh. Yeah. Um, 
big into female singer-songwriters this week, I must say. Uh, and someone called Arda Leah. I don't know how I even came across this. Just heard it, I think it's cycled through on Spotify or something. Uh, and she has an album out called One Hand on the Steering Wheel, The Other Sew in a Garden, which is a bizarre title. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of... the. the Kate Bushy, Courtney Barnett, Jackson Brown, singer-songwriter confessional stuff, which I like, and we've talked about lots before. That sounds cool. Very understated, touching stuff. She, it's not really vocally my th- sort of thing. We talked about this before. I don't like people who sound like they're necessarily speaking the lyrics. It kind of annoys me a little bit. But the actual songs are really good. The lyrics are really good. And you can just tell she's incredibly sort of vulnerable. And this is her way of like opening up. And I like it, but it's not exactly happy listening. Let's put it that way. And then really similar to that was another thing that was recommended to me by someone called Ashley Shadow. Ashley, great name. What a um, stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> great name. Great name. Um, and uh, she's got an album out called Only the End. Similar vein to the one I just described. Uh, shoegaze, indie, emo songwriter stuff. Um, a bit rough and raw here and there. Some sort of bits of fuzz and distortion thrown in. But very much this kind of typical what is very popular at the minute this confessional ambient driven singer songwriter stuff that you'd find in a netflix show yeah or something. which i like a lot but i must admit it gets tiring and now i've listened to a couple of artists like it this week i'm like no i need a break for a little bit I need to go and do something else <laughs> so. Now it's time for our guest on this week's edition of BPM Pod. Now, this guest has been on the podcast before, a little while back, actually. One of the first guests that were on the podcast, a guy called Jonathan Pye, who went by the artist named Noir Yon at the time. He's now rebranded himself as Sea Colour. Still similar sort of music, this very dreamy, atmospheric, melancholic, confessional singer-songwriter music, which I adore. Although now with a slightly more instrumented, fuller twist, let's put it that way. His uh, debut single is out now. That's called In My Dreams, as Sea Colour, that is his debut single. And you can find all of his previous works online as well under Noir Yon. We talked about where he's going with his music, what's coming up next, and where he gets his inspiration. And this is what happened when we met. In my 
singer-songwriter from Berlin. Um, you might know me as Seacolor. I started this project uh, actually this year, like in the beginning of uh, 2021. And yeah, I make music uh, such as uh, the kind of uh, Phoebe Bridges, Bonnie Bear, Nova Moore, Sufjan Stevens, um, kind of like indie singer-songwriter kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you previously, we actually featured some of your music on the podcast yeah. a while back, but that was under a different artist, yeah, right? At the time, right. Uh, I actually started making music on my own like two years ago, two and a half or something mm-hmm. like this. And first, it was like Nora John, and some people thought this was my real name. And additionally, it it felt like like it has like a, a negative. Uh, or darker um, vibe to it and it doesn't uh, fit me after all because it, it felt like I just do like music in this kind of darker vibe and I wanted to break through it and also do like a little bit more like uh, melodic um, music and not um, just like dark kind of stuff so yeah I changed it in the beginning of 2021 like I said, and um, yeah, I think it was like also push for me to to be more creative in this kind of music field in the end. Um, hmm. Yeah. So describe your music then. How would you sum up your music? Um, I think it's difficult. I listen to a bunch of music, and I've... this is why this is why I asked you to do it because it's quite difficult. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't really know how to describe it, to be honest. Um, I think I listen to a lot of music that influences me. Um, I think I started out with a lot of like indie alternative rock. Like, I think it was like the early 2000, 2005, something around this. So it's like The Shins, it's like, uh, um, what was there? Uh, I can't remember to be honest. Uh, like the Ch- the Shins is like the most influential music for me back then, and I took it to. I, I mean, they still like influence me. I think it's like a timeless band in the end. Um, and um, then I moved forward to like singer songwriter kind of style, 
but actually making music I did for like the the last uh, two years um, where I kind of find the path or the the kind of music I would like to do and it's like in the end um, this singer-songwriter kind of stuff. Uh, I think I listened a lot to Bonnie Iver in the end. And um, then I think it's like two, three years ago, they're like uh, like those uh, young indie artists like Phoebe Bridges, um, Snaymail, Sokomami. Um, yeah, that's nice. We have a sort of similar indie upbringing yeah. in places, which is good. That's, that's good. Cool, yeah. But someone you mentioned... A minute ago, and you've mentioned a couple of times, but I stayed away from it before I oh. go all fanboy. Yeah. Is Phoebe Bridges? I freaking love Phoebe Bridges, um, and I have. You're the first person I've spoken to who's been directly influenced by her. Most people I mention, they don't know who she is. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think we we've, we've uh, chatted about it when I think it was your podcast, like almost a year ago when she uh, she released her second LP. So it was like June 2021, so last year. And you, you had a podcast about her or the LP. And I think uh, since then we have like a little bit of uh, like me mm. messages around. It. Yeah. yeah, Punisher, yeah, the right. album. It was my favorite album that year. I loved it. I actually, the, the first album, I think... I forgot the name of all strangers in the oh. Alps or something like that. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Actually, yeah. this I like it a little bit more, but after time, it, the Punisher feels like more modern, modern mm. alternative rock ish in the mm. end. So mm. you can't deny that one of mm. those are bad or something. Both are like, no, no, no. Both are both are yeah. brilliant. No, neither one is really better. Yeah. But um, I'm really glad you've picked up on her as an influence because when you say that and I listen to your music, I can see what you mean about this this sort of dark current that goes through. And it's not necessarily dark music, you know, like sad or scary or anything like that. But there is this theme of sort of struggle or darkness kind of underneath it. And I do think... Now you've said Phoebe Bridges. I'm like, actually, that makes a lot of sense because that's very much what her music is like. She's not afraid of these dark themes and dark sort of observations and lyrics and stuff. And it always has this kind of sad, melancholic feel, but it doesn't mean that it's sad music necessarily. Um, and I think that that's definitely something you capture. So I think I think that was that's a. Now you've said it, it really makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, um, I think it's just like the way to 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 talk or sing about like certain stuffs um, in in our lives. Not, I'm not comparing myself to Phoebe Bridgers. That's uh, totally no, 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 no. another level. But just like the kind of like feeling um, the music brings um, is like same in the end. Um, it's just like talking about what is happening right now in our lives. And some people have like these kinds of like uplifting lives and they do like a lot of like EDM positive vibes um, all over the place. And some people just used to make music to, 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 um, to, 
express the feelings in the end. And I think that's that's like the common thing in the end. Yeah. us through a little bit about your recording process then uh so your sort of first single a uh, sea color is out now right and that's in my dreams yes right could just talk us a little bit through how that came about um i think i started um actually the intention of the song was to make like a more um radio friendly uh type of track I mean, it's, I think it's like uh, three minutes and 30 seconds. So that's less um, shorter than the first one, which was like almost five minutes or something. So who am I? Um, and um, yeah, just try to, to uh, navigate to, to have like a short, good song in the end and um, try not to be as sad as in the first um, debut single and um, this is what came out in the end um, and I try to like have less sad thoughts and it should be more like uplifting like the, the feeling of the song I hope it uh, I conveyed is better than uh, yeah I think it, it's just a more uplifting feeling actually it was like a very experimental song but yeah. because I like tried some kind of this kind of uh, guitar style and also like putting a little bit more reverb on this guitar and in the end it's just like a lot of guitar parts which are going into the song going out into the song so it's just like a flowing uh, like a flowing song in the end, which a lot of uh, g guitar parts were in it. And I think like the two influential songs for this was um, from Bonnie Ver Holocene, because it has like this guitar parts going in and also like the drums are like for like the, the verse and the chorus and then it just disappears and come back um, in the end of the song. And the other one was, um, I think it was like Phil Bridget. Um, uh, I think it's, I forgot the name of the song, uh, Chinese Satellite. I think yeah, yeah, one. that's a good yeah. one. So for from this song, I took like 
kind of uh, the the drum parts, mm. repeating harsh uh, dr drumming part, and also like uh, like the vocal melody. What I, I have a question actually while we're here about music and lyrics and you say that you write a lot of things about what it is you're feeling and what's going on in your life. But what is it you want a listener to get from your music? What do you want them to feel? Like, what do you hope that they get when they listen to your music? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I think it's just to give the listener, uh, the, the person who listens to your music, just the feeling that um, they're not alone. That um, that you you share your thoughts with them, and um, they're just the music I do. I hope that people um, feel the same somehow, if it mm. makes sense. Um, mm. I think that describes what I want to do with music: just to yeah. tell people they're not alone here. Mm. Mm. No, I think that's a good good point. In terms of what music you're doing now, so this single's out now, what is next for you at the minute? Are you writing anything new? What's the, what's what's next? Are you gigging a bit? Like, what what's going on? Um, it's a little bit difficult right now with gigging, it feels like. Um, I know that they're, like, in, uh, in Berlin, um, they're just reopening everything and... Um, there are some like open mics which uh, which are opening, um, I think starting last week or something. So it's like pretty new thing to to go to open mics again. Um, I I don't know when I find some time, but I actually would really like uh, like to do like smaller showcase gigs. So just for myself, but it's a little bit dif difficult because I don't really have like a huge fan base. But I think if people, it sounds weird if I say it like this, but I think if people would listen or know me at least, I think some of them would come to the gigs, but it's, I don't know how to self-promote myself, to be honest. Um, so I guess in the end, it's just like starting like really small and um, playing some open mic gigs. In terms of like new music, um, actually the last couple of weeks, the last three weeks I sat down and has like this kind of feeling to write songs I don't know why sometimes I think you you know the feeling that um, that if you write songs sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't it's just like it flows sometimes sometimes it's not and uh, for the couple uh, three couple of weeks it worked for me and I think I wrote like three songs but <laughs> I don't really know if I will use them because it's going in a weird direction. <laughs> um, it's like very like I would say like pop pop song ish. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's sometimes it, sometimes it's it's easier to write those kinds of songs, but I I I still have to like rephrasing some some parts of the song and also see how I will record it. I definitely will try to record something. Um, I think I just do like simple stuff and record it with uh, like guitar parts and then see 
what works with it if I, if it's like this kind of plain song with just uh, electric guitar or something mm -hmm. a little bit more bigger like the last release. Okay, so Sea Color, where can people find out more about uh, Jonathan or under the artist name of Sea Color? Where 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 can people find out more about? Um, you? I guess like the social media, Instagram is like the the place you can find me most of the time. I I'm not like the most uh, social media guy. Um, but I try to do my best, and if you want to to see some like behind the scenes stuff or like uh, like small parts of of uh, the music life, I have I think Instagram is the way to go. Um, you can find me there at, at I'm C Color, so you just write it together. And also like a little bit on Facebook. Mostly I just put out some stuff on Instagram and you can like share it on Facebook as well. But other than this, you can stream my music on Spotify, Apple Music, like uh, this, the standard uh, streaming formats in the end. Uh, Thank you very much for this. Yeah. Super interesting. Thank you for having me. <laughs> What's that riff? Okay, what's that riff? Now, no one's identified the previous riff, and this guitar needs restringing, as we talked about extensively earlier. What is this riff, Chris, and who is it? I have no fucking clue, but I was in drop D the other day, now I'm in open D, but whatever, and started playing it, and I was like, who the fuck is this? It goes something like this, and I think it's very sort of... <coughs> Effect driven, so I don't actually think he hammers on and off the note. I think it's sliding for me to go like wee 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 wee, like kind of with an effect. Mm. I don't think it's necessarily played, but anyway, so it's like, oh fucking hell, playing a guitar upright is a bitch. By the way, <laughs> I'm playing it the wrong way because of the wall next to me. Okay, here we go. That's it. Boom 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 boom. Boom, boom, boom. Just does that over and over. Oh, that That's could be the riff. anything from the 2000s, right? And I'm pretty sure it goes like... like I don't even know that he's playing the note. He might just be dipping signal to the low D yeah. every time. So it might just actually be going... Like that every time. And he might just be dipping off. But... Uh, to me, it sounds like like something from yeah, like from Creed or from Tremonti or maybe I'm trying to think what the chords would be like, and then maybe down here, whatever. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be something yeah, like yeah. that. Oh, but I don't know. I have no idea. Hmm, that's the riff. Is stuck in my head. It has been for days. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm like, what the hell is that? Someone will know. I was beginning to think, is it royal bloodish? Oh, that could or be. Or something like that. That could be it, but, yeah. But I don't know enough royal blood, and I'm not going through every song to find it, to be honest. You should, you should ask Chance. He knows uh, a lot of Chance, blood. if you're listening, what is that riff I played, and is it royal blood? <laughs> okay, well, that's what's that riff this week. Which, no, uh, I'm having an earworm. Which I spent a whole uh, amount of money producing the jingle for What's That Riff <laughs> by using a text-to-speech pronouncer and a free bit of music. So, uh, you know, that could be used for commercial purposes. So, If, if we only know. knew musicians who could record music, right? I know, if I only knew who <laughs> could do a riff for that. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know who that would be. <laughs> um, what are we putting on Desert Island this week, Chris? Oh, please, you start because I couldn't decide really. So I'm gonna put. I was gonna put something completely different, <clears throat> but now we've talked about them. I really would like to put um, um, Tame Impala on there. I think. Oh yeah. While we're here, I was going to do something else, uh, like a lot older, but um, I think we'll go uh, Tame Impala, The Less I Know, The Better. It's a good song. Yeah. And um, it's got this, yeah, I, I just like it. It's a funky, disco-y, almost, I don't know, it reminds me almost of like something daft punky kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But um, really, really good track. And um, I know I really like that one. And we talked about that album a lot earlier, Currents. So that would probably be it. Cool. I'm going to pick a classic, a, a real a real classic. Uh, Go for it. Uh, in the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Oh, man. Come on. That's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, I, I still love it. That Although is... I, I think he perfected his drums later in Genesis' Mama. Oh, no. Oh, should I add Mama oh, from Genesis? Mama's a track. That is. You can add two. Go on. Add them both. I'm glad you mentioned Mama, and that's going on there. That that song is wonderful, and I explained to my wife what it's about, and she's like, "This is so weird." This song. It's um, about like, yeah, prostitute, right? Like it's about uh, prostitute who he calls Mum. Yeah, it's yeah, super kind sexy. Of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird. Oh, I have a but, I have a story about this. Like, uh, not a not a not a real story, but uh, my my mom basically that's what I uh, said on uh, talked about on the first podcast mm. episode I did with you. Like my mom. She loves Genesis, right? And Phil Collins, yeah. That's uh, she brought me up with Phil Collins, and when she had to go to uh, what's a what's a boarding school? Is that the word for when you have to? Yeah. Oh yeah, she had to travel to boarding school um, back in the GDR, which was a fucking shithole from what I've heard. Like uh, mixed gender showers with mole everywhere, and everything was cold. And somewhere in the mountains, you didn't have telephones. You, you have no contact to your family and whatever. And that was the year where Genesis uh, Mama released was released. And whenever she was in the train to the boarding school, the song would play on the radio. So she has this post-traumatic stress disorder. Whenever she hears this song, she has to think about her freaky cruel boarding school experience <laughs> it's a uh, oh it's such a wonderful track though uh it, it's weird and my only story i can give to that is that um my daughter heard it when she first started learning to laugh all right you can kind of see where this is going <laughs> and, 
Exactly. So for the longest time, when she would hear that song, she would only do Phil Collins' bit. So when he goes like, ha, 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 and then she'd go, ha, ha, in the background. That's cool. (laughs) As like a response, Um, which was very funny. So that was like the first time she sort of learned to laugh and not very many months old was when she heard Phil Collins laughing and she would go, ha, ha. (laughs) So I like that song a lot. Yeah. It's kind of a cool, memorable one. Oh, uh, dude. My only complaint about Mama, if I have <laughs> one complaint, the solo at the end, I wish it was half a minute longer. Because <laughs> it fades out just as it's getting, like you've built up, and, and I understand that's the whole point, is the build up. And But I don't know, I'm like, oh, I feel like they could get into a really good groove here yeah. at the end. But that's the only thing. <laughs> I think it's on the same album as uh, Home by the Sea, which I also love. It's the Shapes album, I think. So we're going to go and listen to Genesis the rest of the day now. Lovely. Yeah. Sounds sounds great. (laughs) Thanks as always, man. Thank you. And we'll see you on the next episode. I think the next guest, if all goes to plan, is a guy called Chris Sinister. Ooh, he sounds evil. He's been on here before. He's super cool. And that's one we're going to interview together because we are going to fucking piss ourselves laughing. He's hilarious. Oh, right. And what he, what does he do? What music does he play? Uh, a bit of metal, a bit of yeah. glam, and uh, mainly, uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Not bluegrass, but like, um, uh, like folk, uh, double bass kind of stuff. Boom, da, boom, da, boom, da, boom, da, oh, kind of music. right, yeah. Cool. What's the genre I'm looking for? That bluegrass kind of is the closest, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But um, kind of rock and roll, forties, fifties style rock and roll. Cool. Um, and even though he does this with a modern horror aesthetic, it, uh, he's so cool. I've spoken to him before. He's been a guest before a long time ago, and he's now moved back to Italy. So we're going to catch up with him and talk about what he's up to nowadays. Cool. And uh, he's a massive horror nerd. Oh, like, right. We went through every decade from 1920 onwards that he picked out the best horror film of each decade. Nice. Was, oh, we should release that episode on Halloween then. That might be what I'm angling for. Oh, so. shit, I spoiled everything. <laughs> no, no, no. So um, we're going to talk to him on the next one. Should we do a special Halloween episode? That, that well, Let's do that. What, what else? We'll think of other things to get all scary and creepy. Yeah, uh, um, I make a remix of the intro with uh, Theremin. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> like a scream in the background yeah. as it fades out or something. Yeah. I think I have a sample pack of thunder uh, noises. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We'll do a Halloween special. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Stay safe, everybody. And uh, we'll speak to you next time.